it was Monday and you know, it was Monday. I'm, I'm, it's probably like 1030 in the morning. I eat my shit, break my phone, scraped up. And I'm thinking, and I still don't even know if this motherfucker who we booked the bet with from Friday and Thursday and Friday, is he even going to pay? So I'm eating shit. I'm worried about not getting paid. And I'm thinking, this is a horrible way to start a week. My phone's cracked. The ground was like, I'll be your huckleberry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. He was definitely my huckleberry. And I I said, law don't go around here. You savvy? Kansas law don't? Um, but yeah, dude, so start to, I mean, the week start. Considering how it ended last week with the big win and the bet, a funny episode, which, you know, I listened to and post today and it was I laughed my ass off um but then I roll into Monday and I eat shit like I look like a you know ageism is the only uh bias that's still acceptable in society so I look like an 85 year old dipshit who can't walk ate a shit broke his phone and I'm thinking I should just quit I need to quit I'll at least you don't look like that fucking monk that looks like a skeleton, dude. That guy looks like he's dead already. He's only 23. <laughs> <laughs> what is this Hans Mole man from The Simpsons? I'm 35 years old. But thankfully, probably about four or five hours later, my buddy who placed the bet texted us and said, hey, how do you guys want to settle up? And I'm thinking, "Woo! I got the money, baby. And all that shit I ate, all that gravel that I ate this morning was worth it because Pop was going to be able to live another week. You know, it would have sucked if you like couldn't even use your phone and you had to spend that money to get a new phone. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to have to. I mean, the scre- it's gotten worse. Like, I could tell today I didn't realize it, but the crack spread to the top. So. It must be like miserable jerking off now, huh? What? No, bro. I don't. Why? We're gonna pour on your I, phone. I don't. Like. I don't masturbate anymore, dude. I found Jesus. So fuck. That's weird. He's like, I only <laughs> masturbate with my ass now. I <laughs> only masturbate with um, my mind. I, I, I have mental orgasms. Just, just brain nuts. Welcome back to Many Are Made, Few Are Watched podcast. I'm joined by Josh Jr. Uh, today we're going to be talking about our favorite Western movies. If you haven't already checked out the previous episodes where we talk about the best and worst, please feel free to check them out. And we also have uh, other genres that we've already explored. It might just be one at this point, but uh, if you're interested, check those out. So starting out, we're going to talk about our favorites that we listed for this episode that we watched. And we're going to be discussing our Tombstone, which was my favorite. And then Dances. The, a Fistful of Dollars. I remember watching that with Adrian, and I liked it. But it's been a long time since I watched it. And then Zach was, what, what was the yours again? Dances with Wolves. You know, yeah, I kind of like that one, to be honest. It's a good one. Yeah, you know, I think we, for those who've seen it and haven't, but, I mean, it's a three-hour movie, and I think we talked about that last week of, you know, us not being too fond of having to sit through three hours, but... After Josh and I watched it, I said, dude, you know what? I mean, even though it's three hours, it doesn't feel like three hours. Exactly. Yeah, it, it didn't. It was really good pacing. That's mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. So which one are we going to start talking about? Do you want to start with Dances with Wolves? Well, I mean, I mean, first, or I do we want to go chronologically. Um, well, let's see. 
I guess the first one would be Fistful of Dollars. We did chronological. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I've had two beers, and I think I'm having trouble with my words. So, uh, right. or that, or I'm having a stroke. Continue. I'm having a stroke. Either one of those two. <laughs> you heard it here first. Ginger's having a stroke. I just want to just one. I just have one question, kind of a callback, but you know, ask me about my wiener. <laughs> yeah. Such a cockburn. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a wiener roast we had last week. So I guess we'll kick it off with a fistful of dollars. Fistful of Decent. not as good as the good, bad, and the ugly. Like, oh yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, it was. Number I was three. like, where the fuck is Angel Eyes? Where's Tuco? So I, I mean, think it was one still of the pretty good. I it was good. It. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah, right. it's definitely good. I think the thing is though that I realized because I kind I think me and Josh watched a trailer for a few dollars more after we watched a fistful of dollars, and so. I don't think Tuco is in that one either. I think it's kind of just a a, a a serial, basically, kind of a just you know. Even though it's the same actors, I think because I think the guy that played uh, was it Omar was his name. Which one was the brother that you know had taken the lady as his as his girlfriend, even though she had a kid and a wife. That that character, she had a wife. First, God damn it. <laughs> I also have the Wild eaten. West was pretty wild. Yeah, the Wild West was wild, wet and wild. But also, I haven't eaten all day, and I'm on beer three, so I think. Damn, Keith. The character who was married and had a kid, it was his girlfriend. He's in a few dollars more and plays a different character. So I think it's just him. You, I think Clint Eastwood obviously stays the the man with no name, but I think it's kind of just he's very loose because even the guy that gets hit with the barrel that he like when 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 the the man with no name or i guess the townies called him joe and i guess i kind of read up a little bit on that and i guess they just because i was like wait when did they when did he mention his name was joe and yeah. one of one of the reviews or, or uh, an, uh, analysis that i read it was it was just a, a term that i guess that that town it was it was a it was a, a euphemism for gringo basically to call him joe yeah, I mean, there's a lot of white people named Joe. Right, I, I, I mean, can get behind it. Yeah, I mean, you don't meet you don't meet many too many Joes in, in the Hispanic culture or the Italian culture. I feel like their name is Jose or um, I don't know what it would be in Italian. So forgive me, Jose. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, I I don't even know how we got here. God damn it. I feel like Tuco has to be in the other one because, like, whenever they no. saw them at the at the base, he was like, "Blondie, that's fucking angel eyes." Dude, I'm telling you, I, I mean, it might not be, but I, just based on that, like, if I if, seen if he's in there, because like, I went and looked on IMDb, if he's in there, it was a different actor that played him. Maybe mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't think I saw Eli Wallach in there. In that, uh, that would be crazy if they. That is kind of weird how they just like if they were to do that, just to have like. Another actor play another character, and there's the next one. This the main character, but it's the same guy, or the same Dude, character, but you know, different. Actor. I exhibit a war machine. <laughs> okay, go bro. Yeah, no, 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 no. Everyone knows that was the multiverse fucking around. Everybody knows that. Dude. Do we though? Yeah. Because wouldn't at the end of the Eternals, they were supposed to like not stop the whole emergence, and that would just freak everybody out. It was supposed to be like a multiverse thing. But I guess they they kept it. Uh, freaking what's his name? 
Yeah, again, our machine's actor's name, the new one. Don that Cheadle. is John yeah, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle, man. I was trying to remember who was the first one from Hustle and Flow. What's his name? Doesn't matter. Ain't Don Cheadle, man. Yeah, he ain't War Machine now. <laughs> I've always, I was always War Machine, man. I remember uh, when we used to play that Iron Man game, and I was just like, I want to be Iron Man, and then I would be War Machine. Yeah, bro, that was that was some dope shit, dude. Terrence Howard, that's who was the first uh, War Machine. As they as they say in Office Space, I uh, he he's not gonna work here. He's, that's for sure. Terrence Terrence. Tear nobody fucking give a shit. He doesn't work here. Uh, that was a bad one. Dude, I, guys, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what's going on today. Bro, but, stop apologizing, man. Wow. Thank you for that, Josh. Appreciate I'm just it. saying, dude. I like that. I like that. I, I used to tell people that all the time. I told a drunken girl that once in, in Cincinnati, Ohio, when she left a greasy spoon at three in the morning crying about, I can't be like your ex-girlfriend to some dude behind me. And I said, hey, hey, everybody stop. You know, because she's causing the scene. Everybody's in. Like, it's just a bunch of booths, and it's a really tight spot, and everybody goes, hushes down, they look at me, and she looks at me, and I go, you don't ever apologize to anybody. Bro, everybody just <laughs> cracked up. They started laughing. And uh, then as she walks out the door, I was like, oh, wait, but I have a futon at my house if you want to stay there. Um, Damn. But... <laughs> it's just Tell one of those me. moments. But thank you for reminding me. Yes, I fuck all of you. I'm never apologizing again. What was that? I like on that like the part that always got me in the fistful of dollars is whenever he went to go and talk to those guys that were shooting at his horse's feet. It comes back and literally he's like, "No, no, I get that was a joke, but my horse doesn't." My, yeah, my, <laughs> Dude, my, I was already losing it. I was just like, "This guy is psycho. He is crazy." And then he's all like, "He's like, when you all laughed, it's like I get it. I get it." But, but but my my like he I, he don't get it. He doesn't like, get it. Now he goes. What he goes. Now if you guys apologize, I might be able to convince him to let it go. And he's all like, I also have a my horse also has a problem when if y'all are laughing and it's not about him, he thinks it's about y'all are laughing about him. I was like, oh my god, this kid, this is crazy talk, dude. Dude, yeah. I mean, I I think it was obviously it was my first time to watch it. And, you know, Josh, you said you had watched it with Adrian. So, mm-hmm. um, and you recommend it as your favorite. Is that is just because it was like the only Western that you remember or? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I haven't watched a lot of Westerns. So, okay. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think, yeah, we, Josh, Zach said earlier, it's not as good as The Good, Bad, and Ugly, but I think it's still really good in and of itself. I get kind of a, like a comic, not necessarily like a comic, like, we, you know, we mentioned Marvel earlier, but it feels like I could see since how Sin City may have come out of this, like from that movie. Is there, isn't there that like kind of Sin City vibe, even like with what Josh was just talking about him going up and saying, hey, my horse, he, you know, he doesn't get the joke. I know it has a very kind of like comic book, graphic novel type feel to the movie. Oh, didn't in Sin City, like yeah. Bruce Willis shoot someone in the balls? I, I haven't seen that in a long time. I've never watched Sin City. Bro, never I swear City? there was a scene where he shot him in the balls and like willful, will willingly just just. I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he shot someone in the balls. Like he got his balls, put it over the side of a rail, and just shot the ball. No, he the guy was laying down. He was already shot, and then he shot him in the balls. Oh just, yes, it was the guy that ended up being the 
he was the son of the senator or whatever. He they gave him some medicine to try to grow his balls back, and he had like <laughs> troll looking motherfucker with the ears. Oh, you don't. Yeah, Zach doesn't get the reference. So <laughs> we'll move on. The listeners that know, they know, and we thank you for being more adept than our fucking dumbass brother here. But, uh, <laughs> oh, God. Damn, bro. When you're made for your watch. Oh, uh, you're right. You're right. So we got to watch Sin City. I guess we got to do a Sin City series, right? So What a comic book series. Comic Best comic book based to movie. Best graphic novel series? I mean... Graphic novel. Yeah. I mean, I think right now on top of my head, it's got to be definitely Watchmen, then 300. Oh, well, I guess oh, Dark Knight. God damn it. Yeah, we're going to have to definitely go into that. Freaking Dark Knight, dude. I love that movie, man. That was such a good movie. I couldn't see it. It was too dark. It, shut up, dude. <laughs> there was. A, then we got the new Batman movie, which I don't think any of us has watched it quite yet. Have we? No, I think I'm waiting for it to be drop on HBO Max, which I think three is three hours soon. long. Another three hour movie. A three hour tour. Is this the Gilligan's Island fucking rule? Three hour movies? Shit. I don't think I've ever seen. I know what Gilligan's Island is, but I've probably seen like a episode of Gilligan's Island. And that was you, but you do know what it is. Yeah. Of okay. Course. Roger that. Moving on. <laughs> Zach, what's, what's your, uh, Fistful of Dollars? What are, you, what are your takes? Let's let's hear your Fistful of Dollars. It was it was good. I liked it. Um, Blondie was way more boring, and I wasn't sure what he was gonna do with the lady after she hit her head. Little weird vibes there. He could have just left her there, like well, to be honest. I don't know yeah. why he grabbed. Well, it, it all it was all part of his machinations, bro. He was just playing everybody off each other, so that like, that plays into that. Yeah. Well, At that's least what the I was first go around. So, I know I mentioned Sin City. Josh was mentioning Bruce Willis, but now that you said that, y'all saw y'all saw Lucky Numbers Slevin, right? Y'all seen that no. movie? No, uh, no, never seen it. Good lord. Well, I mean, I guess we have a movie podcast for a reason. And at the same time, it's not helping me make my point. But uh, I don't think he was as boring, though. Going back to what you said about Clint Eastwood, I think it was... He also gave more depth of why he does these things. Remember, he had one line whenever he's like, when she said, why are you doing this? He said, you remind me of a woman, yeah. such and such, in the past. I'm like, oh, now we actually have, you know... It was his mother, I bet. I bet it was his mother. And Josh he saw himself in the child. Josh got very excited at that point, just from the standpoint yeah, of like, like he had a raging heart on him, bro. Like he was this guy that just raging strap on. Always... You mean sorry, strap on. Like this guy would always be, you know, he's just this quiet, silent type, doing whatever it is, stealing money from whatever, getting however we made his money. And then it was just like we get some backstory, some lore based on how this person became this person. Even though it was very little, I loved it. You know? Agreed. Agreed. It was. It was. And so I'm going to kind of really quick jump in because, like I, I mentioned, Lucky Number Eleven. But there's aspects of Bruce Willis, a character that is kind of like the man with no name, or Blondie, as we know him in The Good, Bad, and the Ugly, where he was a hired gun, and he basically plays two factions off of each other. Because in that storyline, basically, something happens and he basically becomes responsible for something that he never intended to. And, and then he comes back to basically settle the score. But it's kind of this. That's why I mentioned that movie, because, you know, not necessarily that the man with no name showed up with a score to settle. But when he solved his Josh's point, this 
woman who was going through the situation, he kind of became more invested with the situation. And that didn't happen until after he had punched her. And again, now he punched her, but he didn't know it was her. He hey, was did trying he to punch her. He like pushed her against the wall, I thought, and she hit her. No, he he punched her. He, it was a punch. Damn. A punch, and that's why he goes, um, oh. he said something like, oh man, like, but he thought it was somebody coming in because he was trying to find that gold um, that the oh, yeah. Rojo brothers, Rojos, had taken from oh, the Mexican. Yeah, that was the name of the, the brothers, the Rojos. The Rojos. The Rojos. And so, and the Baxters were the other um, family that was feuding with the, the Rojos. Now, really quick. Well, let me finish that, that thought point. So, yeah, like he had punched the, the lady, and then that's when they did the exchange. That's when he saw the little boy, like, because he had seen that little boy when he first rides into town. He's getting some water, letting his horse drink. He sees that little boy run from one building to that one, and you, that's when you first see um, the woman in the movie, and they're they're throwing the kid out. And so, like, he's already seen that interaction, but he doesn't know what's going on, and it isn't until they do the exchange that that's when he realizes, oh, that's her kid, that's her husband. And then now he he gets more invested in helping her. Right. So, um, right. And they do a really good job of like introducing that at the mm -hmm. right time because before then, right. he's just like this character that's not right. like super likable because he's like, it, he's just out for himself. And here you make him a character that, you know, he's finally likable because he's doing something good. He's not just completely out for himself. I mean, was he not likable to that point, Zach or I Josh? Mean, he was likable, but like, you, he, he wasn't a he didn't have any real redeeming qualities is what I tried to Well, you got to remember what Aristotle said in the poetics. People like to watch a story about somebody that is better than them or worse than them. So you kind of get that both in this character, right? At one point, he is somebody that you would look on and be like, oh, he has no morals. He has no loyalty. But again, I think that's what Sergio Leone is doing through this whole, that movie, Fistful of Dollars. I know Josh had mentioned that when we had talked about the good, bad, and ugly, how it's all the same story of greed or, or trying to get money. And Leone shows in the good, bad, and ugly the three different types of ways people go about it. So, you know, I think that's, you know, that's what's happening here. Like, I think that's the whole point. He's, he's trying to show um, the bad side of the, cl the classic Western. I think we might have talked about this in the best episode, but it was like, you know, American morals, the, 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 the hero, classic morality and loyalty and, and all these great you know basically like the knight errant right from those stories of king arthur and things of that nature but but Sergio leone kind of flips that and says like hey dude like people in the west like he uses the west as a way to show like hey people are greedy people have their own agenda and yes when the man with no name rides in he's he is that right he's trying to play the what was the line josh that he said when he goes into the bar with the guy which what line about the two families? I don't remember something about like you know they. I have the the Rojos here, the Baxters here, and I'm in the middle. Like he was basically trying to establish like, hey, I'm gonna play the middle, play both sides to make a bunch of money <laughs> or whatever. Like, <laughs> like pulling a Mac from Sunny in Philadelphia. He's like, I'm playing both sides so I can come <laughs> out on top. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, but then, yeah, to, to to your point, Zach, he has they hit that that beat with like, oh, hey, this lady is more than just a bargaining chip that I just used. Like, there's other people involved that are committed to this person, and then he switches to the good person. So, like, he first is 
the person with questionable morals who we kind of he becomes Will Smith. He's like, you disrespect a woman. I oh, fucking put God, you in the man. dirt, you really bro. Want, you wanted to go here. We've always done really good about timelines or giving dates, but I mean, obviously, you're referring to the slap. Slap correct? heard around the world, bro. <laughs> the assault heard around the world. Yes. So black. The insult black, heard around the world. Do we want? Do we want to jump in this right now, or do we want? To, do we want no, to no. Move? We can we can save it for um, <laughs> we can save it for Tombstone. Oh, oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, but yeah, to your point, yeah, he definitely that. It, like I was going back to the point, you, it switches and you see him start to act. Now again, he's still doing it in a way where you're kind of questioning, like, what is his motive? But to Josh's point earlier, when he says, "You remind me of someone that I once knew." Then you're like, oh, okay, he somebody that I used to know. What song? Little Gautier. Little Gautier. Gautier. Huh? Excuse me. Is that is that the song? I don't know. know. That's that's what I that's what I'm trying to figure out. What are you singing? What are you serenading with me right now? Use your sexy voice. Go again. It was like somebody that I used to know. It's like the one lyric that I know from the song. Yeah, I'm drawing blanks but over you here. didn't have to cut me out. Yeah, that song. <laughs> That's the song. What's Go the song, John? Right. I don't know the song. I just know the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> We're not a music podcast, for Christ's sake. Exactly. Sit. And good point. We're going to move on then. Um, also, no, but, there was like one part in the movie like where me and Junior like literally rewind. It was literally a scene where they where uh, Blondie like sets up bodies near the, the, the like a graveyard. Oh, yeah. And like after the whole thing happens, like apparently there's like only one scene where they actually captured the other family's like son or something, right? The well, yeah, there's know. not even a scene that shows it. You just interpret no. that because they show up. With well, no, 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 they do show it. Like once they get back, they show him. Like they get off their horses, they get it, and then they show a picture of him. Like they right that they grabbed him, and that was it. They never showed like well, that, that's oh, what I'm saying. They didn't show. Yeah, they, yeah, that's what I was saying. They didn't show a scene of them capturing him. They showed the scene of him already being captured. Yeah, and that's when he was trying to carry. Well, out. that whole cemetery scene too is also kind of stupid because, like, there's this whole gunfight and there's two guys sitting there on the tombstone, not moving, and then <laughs> the dude walks up, shoots them, and is like, "They're all yours. They're dead. No, nobody can. No dead man can talk. So they're all yours." And I'm like, "Was there if?" How can you even assume that they were alive, provided everything but, that was happening that whole that, time? But that's the thing. They didn't know. They just heard that they were holed up at a cemetery. I mean, one, how are you going to hole up in a cemetery? Yes, that's... But, I mean, they were kind of positioned, like, as if they were trying to hide behind a tombstone. I guess. Yes. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I, mean, I guess. I'll suspend my disbelief. <laughs> oh, thank but you. I was like, what the fuck? No, yeah, I mean, def- I mean, no, but I do recall at one point thinking, how do they think that those people, <laughs> okay, they don't know that they're dead, but like, how do they not understand that maybe things aren't as they seem because they're not shooting at it. Those two guys are just sitting there with their backs turned, not even like cowering down, trying to, you know, clinch themselves as close as they can to like the to the ground and hide behind a tombstone. They're just sitting there with their backs to like shoulders showing on one side, on both sides, you know, right and left shoulder, and they're just kind of hold up there. Like, yeah, you would think that somebody would be like, wait, why aren't they moving? Why aren't they shooting at anybody? 
Well, I guess well, they didn't have schools back then, so there was no real common sense. Well, also, did I y'all mean, notice that whenever the night scenes, uh, that it was literally just like nothing but dark. They, they they shot it during the day, but they made it t- they tinted it down to make it seem like it was during the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, obviously they probably didn't. Have, I mean, we talked a little bit about this last episode how westerns and things were made, but you know. I mean, not Westerns, but movies, the different things that they had to do. I mean, they don't have all the lighting, you know, that we have. I mean, shit, we got people fucking shooting Instagram videos and they have a little light ring that they carry around. You know, we have a lot more technology readily available to people nowadays. So, yeah, I mean, they did the best they could. Than in the 1960s? Than in the 1960s. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for calling me a dumbass. (laughs) <laughs> pointing out the obvious good call no no dude i want i want to be held to a higher standard okay? i'll hold you accountable bro <laughs> yeah hold me accountable Josh, i'm not gonna hold... applaud you i'm not gonna give you a standing ovation for slapping someone thank you wait wait who did i slap you slapped common sense bro first of all is it <laughs> that was common? an assault on reason <laughs> you know i think that i want I, I want josh to be held accountable for the hurtful words that he says to me when i'm not on <laughs> The headphones. I <laughs> words. You mean obvious words. <laughs> I mean, he ain't, he ain't lying. He ain't lying. He's not lying at all. Jesus. I mean, it's, it's fine, dude. Like, you're, you're junior. That, 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 just, we see you as you, dude. We don't see you as a bald. Like, like, you're junior, dude. Like, we don't see that, dude. You sound like the kid. You just that... happen to be bald, but you know we. Yeah, this junior. It's just junior. It's, it's just junior. Yeah, like exactly. I, like, I don't know. I like Junior. You should just start rocking a fucking like well manicured toupee, bro. I wouldn't fucking say shit. <laughs> no, Josh nobody, and I had, nobody would say shit, bro. No, Who's no, be like, no. That, a lot of people, dude. Me, me, and Josh had a whole conversation about this like two weeks ago. <laughs> just when I when my hair, I hadn't cut my hair in a while, and I was like, dude, do you think I could take all this hair and like go to Bosley? That's in, growing in the back and just glue it to the front. And I been, I asked him like, what would you do if I walked in with a full set of hair? That he goes, I would laugh my ass off. And I, I said, why? I have asked in my lifetime, I've probably asked three or four people that same exact question. Every one of them respond with the same answer. I would laugh my ass off if you came in with a full head of hair. The, the funniest the thing, why like, though? You walk in and you have the full head of hair, but you look like you're 200 pounds lighter too. Like just. <laughs> Junior's confidence levels got even higher. Oh, are you are you saying I'm overconfident? No, I'm just saying you just like usually <laughs> when you have more hair. You, I'm not saying I'm not saying that. I don't even know what I'm saying. Is that what if you grow out like your hair to like your shoulders from all the stuff you have that's not on top down to your shoulders, and then just like comb it forward over here? <laughs> <laughs> basically, the Donald Trump. Basically, the basically. Donald Trump. Oh my god, the guy's got so much money, he could just do hair implants. You know what I mean? Like, he man. wouldn't survive that, bro. It's surgery. He's got money, dude. He's got money. He's got money, supposedly. Dude, money, money's hair, dude. <laughs> like, and you hair. guys wonder why I hold my hair in such high no, esteem. Yeah, good call. But back. then again, good there's Jeff back. Bezos. He's got so much yeah, money. Yeah, look at him. No hair. Look at him. Uh, he no has hair. hair. He decides. Look at Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Hair. No hair. Bro, they all have hair. They don't like it. It gets in the way of their morning routine. Yeah, he's like, bro. They, they're like, the amount of time that I would save in my lifetime for not combing my hair, I'm just going to shave it. And then 
Yeah, you're right. That's why they're million billionaires because they shave. I mean, even I don't shave my hair. But look at Elon Musk. He was going bald. Now he's got hair. I think we've already touched base on that, haven't we? In a maybe prior off, episode, off, off camera or not off camera, off, off video, off recording. We talked <laughs> about this. Uh, right, <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we mentioned Elon Musk once episode before. But I don't know. I only listened to one prior to we record, so just so I can. I'm pretty sure we're talking about this off screen or Maybe. off recording. I'm sure it'll be on the uh, Manfwa wiki page. People will be like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, in the meta, they totally fucking reference Elon." I mean, do you think we ever get to that point? I mean, I think we do. Just I mean, why not? I, I think we do because, and this is the reason why, and it's only one reason. Because to take a line from Friday, we ain't got shit else to do. Like it's I mean, good. I mean, I'm just saying. Like we're gonna we're gonna run this fucker to the ground. It's gonna go five, six, seven hundred episodes, even if y'all have to get an automated so voice to play me after I die. Like, look, man. At the end of the day, being completely straight up, like you know what? Some people are extremely lucky and they have a lot of success just thrust upon them, and it's not hard for them to have that. Right. The people that build things successfully successful things they do it from being consistent we just keep putting out episodes maybe one day we'll have a little bit of notoriety you know and i you're right you're i agree and to, to be honest though tbh i don't really care for successful i just want to be consistent Damn, and... dude, why you gotta put me on blast like that like no no no, no. i i'm blast. saying i agree you don't with care you. about success but i fucking care about success like that's all that matters to me <laughs> my hair uh, and success we... You, you you're doing well for yourself in life and so you know i think i think you have other things that you can say okay i i, I can care for these things i know that this thing is something you care to do with your brothers but we also know that you, you have a lot of toys that can bring you a slight moment of joy i'm over you here know being, I, you know i have toys to make me happy <laughs> i'm over here as i mentioned last podcast I'm poor, bro, but I'm happy. As Zach is rich in money, I am rich in character. So you know what? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm rich in character. I'm rich in the love of Jesus Christ. Okay, like yeah, yeah. he died for my. Yeah, sins. well, if you're rich, Jesus says to give your money to poor, and I'm poor. No, so Jesus says to give no. your money to him, bro. But Calvinism well, Jesus says. Left, so there's that. So. Oh fuck! <laughs> Call back to episode what two, three? I don't remember two or something. Jesus like that, yeah. wept in uh, what was it? Hell, Hellraiser, right? Hellraiser, Hellraiser, and Jesus wept. Well, I'm you know Calvinism says if you're chosen of God, you'll be rich. So clearly, I am going to hell. So we've discovered a lot during these. Uh, I'm pretty sure I have a recording of you being on a cruise ship losing Buku money that basically guarantees your spot in hell, bro. So you know, I I, I would highly suggest that when we have the opportunity, have Lord Zed convert that to an audio file, and we can drop that on the back end of an episode. Because <laughs> I have seen that video that she put together, and I go hard. You, I go. Hard, bro. Josh, I go so hard on God and Jesus. Like people who are very religious, and if we have some of those listeners, we're glad you're here. Um, you know, we I respect anybody's beliefs and choices, but you know, I also believe in freedom of speech, and I went hard on Jesus and God in that episode or in that video. Not necessarily. And you know episode. what? Some some Christians would say, and since then, God has humbled you. I mean, there's That's a lot why from... you tripped and broke your phone, bro. <laughs> He's bringing you to his knees so you can come crawling back to him. 
like the prodigal hinted, son. Bro. Exactly. He's like, me I, I still love around. you, son. Yeah. So and you know, saying, you're going to look back and there's going to be one set of tracks and you'd be like, you didn't hold me, bro. Where were you? You left me. And you'd be like, I was holding you, son. Well, I will just say, thank even you though for, you're really heavy. Thank you for the sermon, brother. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I will Written say. by a man, not an angel or any special being, by the way. If that if we go down that rabbit hole and I take that journey, I can't be part of this podcast anymore. Because y'all bro, are heathens. Because you're heathens. Well, oh, yeah. I will find a new. You know, I forgot. Like we also can't watch movies if we're exactly. Christian, which I mean, so. which is kind of the reason I think for me at least, and I, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but kind of why I wanted to do this podcast because I feel like we were kind of a, our development in movies at least, and in music, and a lot of things in pop culture in general was kind of thwarted because of, especially me, um, you, by the time you guys got to like teenage years, things were a lot different, but, uh, for me through my teenage years, a lot of things were, I couldn't listen. I couldn't, nobody was buying me music CDs, couldn't go to the movies for a time. We didn't have a television. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, it was like at this cave, man. Yeah. I, the first CD I, or the first tape I bought was boys to men. And mom only let me get that because it was R and B, and it was like love music. And, jo- and Zach, I think, and you remember you talked about this before. Well, maybe you haven't, but I'm saying like in, in personally, you used to love the station that was like the love music station when we were kids. Like that was the only station we could listen to other than the Christian station was the the, the Sunny ninety nine point one. You know what mom used to listen to whenever she would get down dirty? Sunny ninety nine point one. Either that or fucking. Whatever the Christian channel was, she was like, lift your hands up to Jesus while you get dick down. <laughs> what? Was that not even a song, man? Who, yeah, I was about to say, who sang that? Carmen? Remember bro. Carmen with the fucking fluffy hair and the crazy music videos? It was the Newsboys, bro. The Newsboys. Oh, the Newsboys. <laughs> <laughs> Philip, Philip Craig's and Dean's. Meanwhile, me and Zach were listening to Linkin Park being Edge Lords or whatever. Dude. Yeah, I dude. love Linkin Park. The first man. CDs I ever bought were the Foo Fighters and Nirvana. And I had yeah, no look, idea that they look, were related, bro. Look how much better your first CD from when I was a teenager. I mean, not to say I love Boys and Men. I love them with all my heart. I know you love Boys and Men. And. <laughs> That was so good. I'm sorry. That was so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was um, do, you, do, you, do you think we, we tried the line a little too much with some of these? Hey, man, you know what? If you're not, then what's the point? <laughs> Look, we, we, we clearly have said it. We, we accept everybody. We don't, but, you know, some things are kind of funny. Oh um, yeah, like we don't accept people who touch little boys. That I want that to be. Like, yeah, that's no. our hard line, right? Unless now. you're unless you're in a wheelchair and you're playing a prestige type <laughs> prank on you know yeah, the yeah. world. But and even then, we're gonna hold you accountable when it comes out. But we'll be like, that was a sneaky motherfucker, you know? But applause for the sneak, he, like. Yeah, to bring it back to a fistful of dollars, he 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 was a sneaky little Joe. You know, he was playing both sides. I'm handicapped. They're not going to think of me, but I'm going to touch little boys. And I'm going to get paid from the Baxters, and I'm going to get paid from the Rojos. Uh, but eventually, I guess every man grows a conscience or wants to get caught. But um, That's that's some people's fantasy, man. Just like, to get not caught. to get caught, but to get caught. Just so they can have that edge 
and be like, oh, I hope I don't get caught. Oh my God, I'm getting caught. Oh, oh. He's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, what are you going to do next? Put handcuffs on me? <laughs> oh, oh shit, I'm going to jail, aren't I? <laughs> Good luck proving I did it. What evidence do you have? Oh my God. Oh, he you found the evidence? A yeah. Loaded gun. Wasn't Tell that me. from like that? What was the movie we just watched? The, the, the fucking, uh, damn it. Fuck, what was the other movie we watched? Not the uh Tombstone? Tombstone, where he's not like, oh, there was no witnesses. Was oh yeah. Like, Judge so Spider. Therefore there was no crime that happened. It was like, what the fuck? <laughs> no. Some bullshit, dude. Yeah. Tell me I'm a bad boy. Tell me I'm a bad boy. God. So, um, anything else we want to talk about? A fistful of dollars? Um no. do we want to mm. No, no, it was good. It was a good yeah, spaghetti I mean, I, I, it was I, the it first was, spaghetti was, western, right? Yeah, no, it, it launched Clint Eastwood's career. Yeah, it was the first spaghetti western. It launched Clint Eastwood. Apparently, he was part of the TV show Rawhide, and I guess in that series, he was kind of a clean cuts kid singing, singing in the show, and then flip it, and he comes to this, and it's kind of a re- he remakes himself into this cigar smoking. Bearded face killer sounds like basically. a gay production company. Like, what about literally, a gay porn production company? Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not no, no one said there was, it. but just saying, like, it just sounds like a gay production company. Do you the think their teeth were actually that white, or the Technicolor when they went back in and added color made their teeth look that white? No. Was that Technicolor? Or, I guess, is it the same thing as Panavision? I thought that's what it said. It was. It was Technicolor. Technicolor. I just watched it before the podcast. Oh wow! Way to way to be on top of your stuff, buddy. I watched two movies today and one yesterday. Wow! Hey, at least you're getting them done. Exactly. Good, you good know. for you. Good for you. Better late than never. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, to your point, it was the first spaghetti western, and it definitely launched Clint Eastwood's career, and it probably helped what they call. Uh, I saw something. I saw an article, what they call like the reformist westerns or was it revisionist westerns? It helped like propel that genre of revising it from the classic western of you know, there's this American hero or frontiersman who embodies the good part of the western. Now, mind you, I don't. I've seen a lot of westerns and I haven't seen a lot of that. But I mean, I think I guess that was. You know, Josh was talking about the director Sam Newfield last week. You know how he pumped out a bunch of B movies. I mean, I'm sure it was a lot of B Western movies where you know they hit all those tropes of a classic American cowboy who goes out and fights the Indians and saves the town and wins the girl and all that shit. But uh, but yeah, this Tatanka, 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 and I guess that's a good segue into Dances with Wolf because I guess that's the next movie. It came out in. 1991, right? Bro, so, I didn't want to finish it. Bro, you know, to be honest... It like, made me so sad. I knew it was coming, bro. Like, how... I don't remember when we first watched it, but I remember a lot of parts of that movie that, that always stood out to me, especially that one Indian that was encircled and shot all at the same time, because I remember yeah. being as yeah, a kid, I was just like, yeah. bro. Like, and did guy. y'all watch that with y'all's dad, I'm guessing? Yeah. Was, yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so it was your favorite, right? Zach, is, is, yeah. is, is that what it is? A little sentimental value? Or? Yeah, no. I think that's what it was. Uh, but I knew, like, 
I just did. Uh, there came a point where I just stopped the movie for like an hour and I was like, I everything's too good. Like, it's just going to break my heart. I don't want this to right. happen. Right. And dude, actually, you know, I probably hadn't seen... I, I hadn't seen that movie. I probably watched that movie when I was a junior in high school. So this was like 95, 96. And it, like we watched it. Like it was one of those, remember when you would go to school? I mean, I don't know. Y'all, y'all attended a lot more years at the private school than I did at parochial private school. But, you know, when I was in public school, like, you know, sometimes it would be for whatever reason, the teacher would show a movie. And so that's when I remember watching Dances with Wolves. We watched it like over a three-day period in one of my classes in my junior year. And so I hadn't seen it since then. I mean, we're talking, what, that's 25 years ago, 24 years ago. I hadn't seen it since Probably then. about as long even, as it was for me. Bro, did they even stop the scene where it was just like when they were making love in the tent and, and Homeboy was watching them? I mean, <laughs> that we was were, so hot. We I were was... like 16, 17, so like, and again, it's the '90s. People, I mean, the movie was rated what PG thirteen, I think, was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like they, they, there's like, yeah. We, I mean, again, the most I went nudity to, you saw was on Kevin Costner. Yeah, that no, his, yeah. His, his and I'm glorious, glorious ass. I mentioned that to so Josh good. that in the '90s there was probably middle '80s to middle '90s there was this time in Hollywood where there was a lot of gratuitous male ass shots and, and side boob like that was nudity and i don't know why it couldn't be the other way around but it, it was what it was i don't know why we thought man side boob and girl butts <laughs> well wouldn't you rather boob. see a girl's naked ass and a guy's naked ass i mean well i mean unless you're either or dude, an ass, yeah, ass right. is an ass bro an ass is an a warm hole is a warm hole <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot chappelle a hole's a hole <laughs> Just looking for some friction. <laughs> to borrow some friction. But going back to Dancing with Wolves and how long, like, one of the scenes that I remembered was at the very end, and I remember telling Josh, I go, oh, yeah. Like, that was one of the scenes that I remember when uh, Wyndon Harris on the cliff, and he's, like, screaming and saying, do you see me, Dancing with Wolves? I am your friend. I, and I'm oh, like, man. oh, I like, God, yeah. dude. I, I literally, I like, no, I got hit in the field. I, I, I I don't know if Josh heard it. He might have still been mad for me eating his almond covered <laughs> chocolate almonds or whatever. But like my voice was cracking. I, I got like emotional because I was like, damn, dude. I, I that was one of the things I remember when I watched it when I was a teenager. Like, damn, dude, like that's a friend, bro. And I mentioned to Josh, I said, when I watched it the second time, I said that, that <laughs> I think we referenced this in the last episode, but that was probably kind of like what Zach was trying to do, even though I wasn't there. When he was crying, saying nobody's ever going to play with me, Bubba only came to play with me. Like, I also kind of got that feeling that's kind of like you were like, Bubba, don't you see me? Pumpkin Pie is here saying, Bubba is my friend. Deal with Preston. So I would have stayed, dude. I don't know why he thought it was a good idea just to leave. I'm like, dude, no, dude, stay with the uh, tribe, dude. Well, they he, showed he it. He should have right? come back for the damn journal. Yeah, for Yeah, that 100%. It was kind of. Well, until the kid gives it to him as a going away gift, right? The old smiles grins a lot. Grins a lot or whatever. Is grins, grins a lot, smiles a lot, who turned smiles into, uh, I'm going to stab you in, in, in the chest with a tomahawk. Tomahawk oh, to chest a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, until he gives it to him, it was kind of, it was like, oh, wow. Like, what was the point of him going back? 
Uh, but then he gets it. But I mean, it was just to fucking ruin my fucking day, dude. That's the whole reason why he went back. It was like, oh, you know, he's made friends with the Indians. He understands them. He, you know, he's finally right. come to peace and knows who he is. He's going back to ruin his fucking life. To, right. For he, old two paws to get sh- or two socks to get shot, dude. Oh, fuck I forgot about man. And the fucking beautiful smart horse, dude. I was like, these motherfuckers. Bro, when they killed Cisco, I yeah, I was completely sad, dude. I was like, God damn it, they killed Cisco. And I had forgotten about that in the first time I watched it. Um but, I was like, just kill him now, dude. Just put yeah. him out of his misery. But to your point, it's like, was that necessary? Couldn't they have just ended it with him? Like, I mean, I, I don't know, like I mean, point. at they the point it. before he left, like if we could roll back 20 minutes, like I would have been okay. That would have been a good movie. Like he, a white man goes and like, but I guess becomes friends with Indians kind of needed to put it in there so he could see, cause he wasn't necessarily like those soldiers, but to see and for him to say like, and that's why he tells them after he comes back, after they rescue him, I have to leave because they hate me more than they hate you now. Cause I'm a traitor. I'm a sellout. And so that he was trying to protect them, but I think it helps just solidify the choice that he made, the person that he became. Because remember when, uh, what, what was the, the shaman's name? Uh, kicking horse? Kicking bird. Kick, kicking bird. When they were like, he, you know, Costner had already married, stands with fists, and he's, you know, dressed in the, the Sioux, you know, garb and, and whatnot, and they're by like a pond and, you know, he was basically saying, like, I, you, you know, when I first saw you, you, you know, I could, you know, you were, you're now, you're the human that I knew you would become, or like, you're, you're becoming fully human, and that's what, you know, when he Costner gets requests to go out there, he wants to see the frontier before it's gone. He already knows, and I think we talked about this in the best one, best episode, but you know, that the definition that American Film Institute gives to Western, it's like the demise of the frontier. Like he. He or his character already knew, like, I want to go see the frontier as it is, and it's like nat- what natural state it will, could be at that point before all these other people come and turn it into what we already know the East Coast is. He wanted to go experiencing that. So, like, his journey was, you know, that was already his journey. He wanted to go experience the frontier. And he got a chance to, right? Like, you know, we talk about Unforgiven and how, not Unforgiven, well, the searchers. And the character of John Wayne, how he like learned all the ways of the Comanche just so he could shit on their life. Here you have the opposite side of that where Kevin Costner becomes friendly with them and learns the ways and finds himself, finds a wife, finds a new existence that he was unaware of that he was missing. I mean, it's clearly he was missing something because if you remember how Dan's rule opens, he's trying to kill himself because he doesn't want to lose his leg. Oh, remember yeah. that? <laughs> He just I pulls know. an all, uh, what is it, Saving Private Ryan, where he just starts riding the horse with his hands right up high. <laughs> and kind of a William Wallace thing, but in reverse, like, instead of, like, cheering on his... Well, I mean, I guess he did, actually. No, it was William Wallace, you know, when the whole Braveheart speech, when he's like, would you give up all these days from, from this day to that to say, uh, you know, whatever. But, like, he did it in reverse. He was trying to kill himself, and his men thought, oh, he's trying to rally us, and they go defeat the Confederate soldiers across the way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I felt like it, it was kind of the antithesis of kind of like that character from the searchers. Like here's a guy who learns their ways and becomes more aware and more like connected to people. 
Oh, yeah. Also, and then they had, literally, after the next scene, after all that, they had that crazy general, whatever the hell, guy that shot his fucking head off. Remember that guy? He was such an ass. Oh, yeah, and that's what I remember telling Oh, yeah, Josh that dude was weird. He's like, yeah. I just pissed my pants. Yeah. He's like, here, my favorite, my seal of approval, like, folds it, like, 14 times and gives it to him. I was like, this isn't a seal, you asshole. I think, like, I think what they were communicating there was just, like, the sickness that had permeated the modern world at that point and how like he was walking away from that and if he had stayed any longer it would have been his own death because you already see you know he's trying to like get himself killed and so like i I feel like they did a really good job right there with like closing that chapter no i think that's good yeah like because i mean obviously the the civil war definitely the defining moment in american history but to your point, it, it was a crazy event when you think about it, right? You you had brother and you know brother against brothers, you know all that, you know just this crazy divide, and it all was in the name of progress and modernity, and and rightfully so. Not not to take away away from what was achieved through that, even though we have had you, know, you look at the history from that and you go into reconstructionism and all of that shit, Jim Crow, like you know. It, definitely still wasn't entirely fixed but like to your point yeah it showed the craziness that was that place and that's and then that point in the movie because i remember telling josh when it opened with the whole him about to lose his leg and him riding on the horses and that whole opening scene i go dude i don't remember this but then when they got to that crazy motherfucker i go oh dude i do remember this now like i, I that was the first scene where i remember like oh shit i have seen this movie before because that guy was fucking crazy. And he was, if you're familiar with Don Quixote, he was just an even crazier Don Quixote. Like he was like, he was treating it as if, you know, he goes, all hell's the king, you know, and he kills himself. And he, here's my, here's my, Josh mentioned earlier, what do you say? Here's my, uh, what's it called? Stamp, seal, my seal. Like he, that dude had lost it completely. He ca- kept on calling him Sir Knight and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because his name, so yeah, he kept calling him Sir Knight, Sir Knight. So yeah, the, the guy, that guy had definitely lost it and sent that dude out. And then that, that, that's one point when I was telling Josh, I'm like, damn, he doesn't even know because he rides off. Yeah, he hears the gunshot, but Kevin Costner's character doesn't know what happens. And then he goes to this forward position and he's in this fort and the guy that brings him, who should be, who looked like he was the guy that was basically the truck driver between the fort and that other place, he gets killed on the way, you know, right after he oh, drops yeah. him off. So, like, Kevin, it's, that's where the ice, because at one point, I felt so I bad for that dude, too. Like, he, he didn't, like, when he was dying, he was just, like, worried about his mules. Like, don't hurt my mules the whole time. He's not really worried about himself. Josh, I kind, felt, I kind of felt ironic when he died because he, right. kind of, he also laughed at another guy that got shot up by Indians, and then he's and then he gets shot up by Indians. It's just sure, like it's sure. ironic. It's it's kind of hilarious. Like it kind of sucks, but it's exactly what happened to him. And now someone else is gonna probably come up, and then a loop back around is gonna happen. It's just this vicious cycle. It was it was him. That's the thing. Like he he's in a fucking death loop. Was that, yeah. <laughs> What is this? The Gunslinger, Dark Towers. Dude, also, also this movie was so long that it had its own ending, like cre- I wouldn't say ending credit, but what does it call it? Ending text, just yeah. like they had with Searchers. Like 
It was just like, and that was like the least. Well, no, I thought that was unforgiven. Because, because like he's leaving, you don't get told what happened with them. You can only assume he's murdered and hung, and you know, stands with a fist is institutionalized for the rest of her life yeah. in that world. And uh, the Sioux, they're murdered. Well, wasn't all that, that shit. what was the screen screen text scroll was? It was like thirteen distant. years later. Sioux right, the Sioux life right. is over. Buffaloes are run to extinction, and blah blah blah. blah. Just like right shit like life is shit yeah life is shit the second fucking the horse and the dog died dude like in my opinion i wanted to fucking throw myself off a cliff and die with those animals bro yeah wow you're very uh very committed to pita huh bro dude animals are so pure dude like they there's nothing like whenever we get in the fucking like that's one I mean, thing I can't stand is whenever people are like, "There's animal cu- cruelty, dude." Like, whenever they well, kill I'm not saying and they skin them all and then left oh, all yeah, the meat. That was fucked there. up, dude. You don't Look, see I... other fucking animals like going over and like for fun shooting at another animal or like. Right, and, like and, but again, that, I wouldn't say it's pure. I'm just saying they are more true to their character. Right, it's pure, bro. That's, like if you, if you look at Plato's forms, dude, they're true to their form, dude. Where humans aren't true again, but not pure. Like when you say it's pure, pure, bro. Whenever you're true, you're pure, dude. Stay gold, pony boy. <laughs> Stay pure. Fuck you, pony boy. I wish it should have been you. It should have been you. What's that from um, again? That was from uh, uh La Bamba. Was it Obama? I was gonna not yeah. my fucking not my Richie. It should have been you. <laughs> like, didn't you used to joke around that? That's what mom would say. Like, if Josh had got killed or something, oh, it should have been you. It, it should have been you. <laughs> Every time Josh was always the favorite, bro. Bro, because I didn't need much, man. And you were just always like, just why, why, why me? I'm so why sorry. Me? I'm so me? sorry. I want more from life. Okay. <laughs> Bro, Sorry. I just I just need a video game and I'm good. He's, he's so just good. being pure to his nature, bro. He's just being it's pure. It's true. He like just... if anybody kills Josh, this is gonna be super sad. Like because he why who would want to kill Josh? Like, why bro? would anybody want to kill exactly? Yeah, hundred percent. Well, I mean, maybe because he yelled at me for taking a fucking chocolate covered almond. Not to say that I would kill him, but I understand. You, know? you would maybe slap him. <laughs> <laughs> I would never slap Josh, dude. Now you, on the other hand. Maybe backhand. Just no, it would be fronthand and it would be soft, and Josh would lose his shit. You and think throw Josh a board would... at my head? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, anything else on Dances with Wolves? I liked it. Yeah, I mean, no, you know, yeah, I mean, what, what you said, like, it didn't feel like three hours. It actually had pretty good pacing. No, it had like almost hours. no dialogue too. That's something oh, yeah. else I noticed. Yeah. And felt like, huh? Well, you mean like no, easy. yeah, like no, not a lot of conversation. Especially now, there was a lot of voiceover as he's like kind of talking. That was the majority of the movie. Like the script had to for a three-hour movie, it was like twelve pages. Like that, that script had to have been like super, super thin. Which it was based on a book, right, Josh? We yeah, saw a novel, like, yeah, a novel. So. You know, when we think about some of the ones that we've seen that were like either the best or our favorites, like 
Yeah, the Star Trek based on a novel. Um, we have Dances with Wolves. Was that it? But I'm thinking kind of, I guess I'm also kind of thinking of when we did the best in horror movies. Like those were based on novellas and novels. So it's almost like you see a lot. Why is that? Why do you think that that is? And it kind of kind of speaks to where movie making is in general, even in, in our day and time. But why is it that it seems like some of the best ones or some of the favorite movies that we've seen? Not all of them, but I would say more than a majority is either based on a novella or a novel or, you know, something else. And, and like, is that people what... lack originality? Dude. It's that easy. Well, I think, I think it's, uh, I mean, it's tested, right? So the story is tested. If it's good enough to like be successful as a book, then it's definitely going to be successful if done right as a film, because in your right. mind's eye, you saw everything. Like, let's bring it to screen and see what that would actually look like. Type of situation, like, like Dune. Like watching Dune, that was amazing. Like they they didn't follow everything to the book. Like they left out all the you know Muslim stuff, but um, you know, just because white audiences couldn't handle it, they would lose their fucking mind. The Muslims. Well, I've never seen Dune. Well, I mean, it's Old not necessarily ordinary. like the book is. I mean, I've never read the book, but again, it's not. That might have been the author's intent, but again, it's not something that you clearly like. That's clearly stated in the book. It's a uh... oh, it's it's very clearly stated. Like, like they explicitly left things out, like about like jihad. They use that word explicitly in the book. They change it. In the yeah, but how they use like, it? How do they use that word in the book? As Is what it... jihad means, literally a whole so, war. But again, so that's just an author taking literary license with the word like doesn't necessarily mean no no no, no. the fremen Muslim are words. muslims like that's basically what this whole thing is like it, it's just future religious stuff like it's just space muslims that's all it is in dune so maybe that's just his intent he's just taking something you know again it's not sure sure no what i'm just saying it's intent. not particularly muslim and it's like you know what i mean like that is, sure, that's sure, but I mean, that, like, but, but that's what, what I'm saying. That's they what makes just... a good story, right? It's it's putting, taking an idea and placing it in conflict with, or in a new setting, right? Sure, but like, I mean, if we want to talk about canceling films and you know whitewashing history and all the cancel bullshit, like we should at least you know recognize your what Hollywood whitewashing a story so in certain regards just in... to make it more acceptable. Would you say that in the American audience, they took out that word specifically and then left it in in different iterations and different regions like they kept the word? No, Do you I know if they that. did that? I, I don't know. I mean, I doubt there's like a huge. I mean, I would have to like get the Saudi Arabian translated version. I'm not sure. But going back to my original question. That's why I think. That, that that's usually successful when it's done in the right way because you don't you can just take the premise or you know an idea that's in a book or in a novella in a short story and you can expound and, and put it in a new medium like yes maybe the author who wrote dune who who's the author zach i can't i don't frank herbert herbert okay i knew it was frank something but i didn't know the last frank time. sinatra <laughs> frank sinatra old mickey blue eyes um but you know, he his in, his intentions, whatever what they may be, or even like to my point that I've mentioned, like maybe he was like, oh, what if I took the Muslim religion and culture or history 
and put it in a space odyssey like whether however it came about who you know to make it a movie you were just you you're hit i think the, the ones that are do well when you take a book and turn it or any type of other medium and you turn it into a movie it's like coming finding that idea the thing that made it it and just taking that like i think that's usually when you find success isn't that and, what star wars is it was a religion or, or it was not it was just pieces of different was it some some form of buddhism right that they took from star wars or some shit right yeah i think i think lucas took a lot of like he kind of melded different religious ideals together to create like the force and 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 that whole backstory of the jedi right but yeah because they can't allow they can't have any emotion they can't they're pretty much monks you know they can't yeah that would definitely be more buddhism right like being detaching well finding nirvana like being unattached that craving is suffering and that's ultimately what they're saying right because i mean that's what that's what he's saying yeah tells luke right like those things lead to suffering like having suffering leads to hate hate leads to anger anger leads i don't know how it goes but it was something like that yeah right 100 percent. and then to your point about like a monk and boot like buddhism like buddhism basically says Bootyism. I know. I was like, did I say booty? Bootyism. <laughs> it's oh, all about God. that booty. That oh, big for, ass girl. God damn it! Forgive me. Forgive me, Buddha, for absent. Buddha um, asks Buddha for forgiveness. <laughs> but yes, Buddhists say the the main one of the main mantras is that craving is suffering. So, like, if you crave something, that's going to lead to suffering. And, and what is more, what creates more craving than wanting somebody that you're in love with? Or, or craving the, the that your the loved ones that you have are protected and things of that Just like. Say you're that's... craving eating a whole ass pizza. You eat the whole ass pizza. You're gonna feel like shit afterwards. Like, so you are. Yeah, suffering. you know, eating the whole pizza is gonna create suffering in and of itself. But Buddhism says you're gonna have that suffering even if you didn't eat the whole fucking pizza because you would still crave it, right? So that leads to suffering. So yeah, that's that's all there now with George Lucas and Star Wars. You know. What's the book, Zach, by Joseph Campbell? Uh, Hero with a Thousand Faces. So that's the yeah. one that really, like, I mean, ultimately that's what Star Wars, why it's so successful, because it takes that old idea that Joseph Campbell put together about the hero's journey, and, and, it's, and it's very clear, and, and a new, it's just in A New Hope alone. It basically covers everything. A, a kid gets taken into this whole fantastical world, leaves his home, Find gets a boon that helps him destroy the enemy and he brings that back to his people. And then the rest of the story kind of unfolds and like now that he has that, and that's what we see in Empire Strikes Back, you know, the the pain of like, okay, now I gotta deal with the aftermath of it all. But but yeah, I mean Lucas Use is the like, pain of loss. It's <laughs> the Dragon Ball Z, dude. It comes in a form of a need, not a desire. You're like, oh, oh my god, god. what's what's happening, dude? <laughs> Fucking mono man. Gohan going Super Saiyan for the first time, bro. It's right in the feels. It's like his dad doesn't hold back. Goes Super Saiyan. He uses a Kamehameha. Homeboy tries to kill his, his son, form. bro. Yeah, dude. Straight yeah. up, like straight up in base form. He's trying his best to hold that shit back. Because if he can't, he's gonna die. 
Anywho. <laughs> no, no, I, I, we digress. Yeah, I love it too because right now when you're saying all that, I have two thoughts that are running through my head. Because one, I don't necessarily everything that know what you're talking about. So in my head, I feel like the listeners right now are playing like the elevator music or the hold music, like you know something like they're just like wait till I'll wait I'll, I'll perk back up once I hear something that I know. <laughs> but the second point is it's so funny to me because when I hear y'all talk about Dragon Ball Z and get all in depth with it, it's because. When I was in the military in the Navy, like I would always walk, like, you know, we, especially when I lived in the barracks before I moved off base, there was a lot of dudes that watched Dragon Ball Z. So, like, you know, I might be drinking with somebody and they're like, oh, let's go over to so and so's barracks room. And I go in there and they'd be watching Dragon Ball Z. So, like, I, I had a lot of uh, interaction with people that watched Dragon Ball Z. And I probably saw a few scenes while I was drinking, you know, in different people's rooms in the barracks. So, when, you guys kind of got connected with it when I got back and whatnot. It, it was always kind of, especially as y'all grew and y'all really became fans. I just, for some reason in my mind, I, I feel like I'm back in the barracks. I'm ch- chilling and drinking beers with people who are watching it and they would get into it and they would talk. And, you know, I mean, I, I would just sit there and listen. I didn't really care. I was just trying to get You'd be out, like but, fucking nerds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Part of me, yes. Part of me was slightly like that. Um, but I understood the infatuation. I mean, I grew up watching Kung Fu movies, so I understood it, but... Oh, bro, you'll never understand I don't it. Know. Yeah, it's it's more Okay, that, let man. me use a different word. I I am... What's the word I'm looking for? Somebody throw a word out. I'm, I'm aware of. I'm aware of why people would become infatuated with that. I don't It's the same reason why, why when you watch it? Spider-Man, bro. Like you feel things, dude. Why do you think? Continue your thought. Like, why do you think that? Like, what what, what do you understand? You th- what do you think we well, understand about it? No, no, no. I'm saying, I, I, I I'm gonna I'm aware of. Again, I, I grew up watching kung fu movies, Bruce Lee movies, like that aspect of just the and and for me, especially the ones that I why I used to love it was in the Kung Fu movies and the Bruce Lee movies where there was some kind of mysticism along with it. Like they were doing things that seemed to be impossible or, you know, we were just talking about Star Wars. That would be like, it was like there was some kind of force that was leading them to do things that seemed supernatural. Like I, for me, at least I, I'm aware of how that's appealing. Um, and then again, and I grew up watching Voltron things of that. So I, I understand like the appeal to getting caught up in a world like Dragon Ball Z just from when I was growing up. But I just, I just never went down that path because for whatever reason. Because you didn't want to be a nerd, bro. You were ashamed. I would say Dragon Ball is all about ambition and getting stronger. But there's a lot more to that. Well, that's, that's, that's Dragon what, Ball is again, a I'm gateway just... drug, bro. Gateway drug, dude. It takes that... you into slice of life. Takes you into manga. Oh yeah, because Isekai, Go- like yeah, it's just, like it's after crazy. Goku kills Frieza, he goes on and does his driver's test. That's the slice of life of Dragon Ball, right? Exactly. There, when Goku and Piccolo get their driver's license. <laughs> I uh, prop, props to people in that world being like, "You're green, yeah, you can drive." What's up? <laughs> Piccolo wasn't even eighteen, if you really think about it. Piccolo was like probably like eight or ten or something, technically, but he looked like a grown man. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. It's weird. And, and 
even more so like he's roughly the same age as gohan but he was his teacher yeah and it was better father than goku <laughs> it's too true bro goku is like the worst fucking father dude it's oh like, absolutely i'm gonna kill you with my kamehameha <laughs> you better go super after Saiyan not time. seeing you for half of your life it's like i'm going out for smokes Anywho, let's transition to the. Well, I was, I was about to say, <laughs> or really you got quick. something? Okay. Well, yeah, I was going to take, just kind of just bring us back in, wrangle everybody in, wrangle the the herd back into, um, our pot or the western at least. I was going to ask, do you think that the children of the Sioux that were in the dances with wolves, smiles a lot, and his crew, does he? Did do you think they looked upon? Kevin Costner's character, Dances with Wolves, in a Dragon Ball Z type fondness, like you know, when this white man shows up and learns to sue ways and say like does all these great things. Do you think that's how they were enamored with the Dances with Wolf, Dances with Wolf character? You know, like, maybe you know he's like he's he's a different. He's something almost? new. He has this information air about himself. Here comes this human with the fucking monkey tail that can destroy fucking everything as long Pretty as he much. doesn't look at the moon. You know, he did. Well, with the power to destroy everything, but he doesn't. He learns their ways, right? Yeah. But Homeboy was dropped on his head when he was a child. <laughs> That's why he doesn't destroy everything. <laughs> That's so funny to me. I could, oh, I, I thought you know. meant Kevin Costner. I'm like, when no, did learn no, I meant Goku. Yeah, Homeboy let's, was dropped let's on go his back head. to Costner here. By Grandpa <laughs> Gohan. No, no, no. It's whenever he got out of the sand pod, right? I think. I have no idea. I don't remember. It's been a long time. Dragon Ball is like old as shit. Older than me, I think. It's old as yeah, junior, probably. I would, I would definitely say that. Um, no, probably not older than me. It's close. Um, I started like in 1980-something. I'm Ancient of Days, bitch. Ancient of Days. Um. So, Dance of the Wolves... Um, I was going to say, so when we look back at Unforgiven was 1992, right? Um, Dances with Wolves. It, it, I think Kevin Costner won an Oscar for it, didn't he? For like directing? I have no idea. Yeah. I hope so. It was amazing. I, I guess is that on me as a research department? Yeah, bro. That was on you. So we're going to go with that's a fact. Because <laughs> we're going with that as a fact. Um well, no, my point was, so you think about Dancing with Wolves in 1991. You have Kevin, you have a, sorry, Clint Eastwood's Unforgiven in 92. And then as we segue into the last favorite tombstone, that was made in 1993. So it was almost as if, for whatever reason, right at the beginning of the 90s, there was just like this Western push. And I know we talked about in the in the Unforgiven episode, which was the best episode of Westerns. That you know, everyone said that that was like the end of the Western or whatever. But uh, clearly, we have Tombstone comes out in '93. But it seems kind of weird how all three of those movies, beginning of the '90s, these Western movies, and also to the point of what Josh was saying about you know, Unforgiven had a script at the beginning, at the at the end. Dances with Wolves had one and had a voiceover proponent to a lot of it, and even Tombstone had a voiceover. Um, at the end of it, kind of explaining like what happened to certain characters in, in, in a tombstone. So like, I kind of told Josh, I asked Josh, do you think that was something that happened? I feel like it was that I can recall that that happened a lot in the 90s where there was a lot of screen 
text scrolls and voiceovers and, and explanatory exposition from a voiceover beginning in middle. Like I felt like that was kind of something that happened a lot in the nineties. Early Lazy part storytelling, bro. <laughs> what would you say? Write something at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I called it lazy storytelling. Well, I mean, I know. So there's a. Did, did you ever read that book? Or I thought I gave it to one of y'all. Robert McKee story. It's uh, no, he didn't give it to it, me. So Robert McKee, he was he, he used to teach. I mean, I don't know if he's still with us or not, but yeah, I remember him in adaptation. Right. So yeah. So yeah, he's he's the one that. Um, God damn, what's his name? Why don't I want to say Charles Bukowski, but that's not the fucking guy's name. What's his name? The writer of adaptation. Oh, Coffin, uh, right? Coffin, Charlie Coffin. Yeah. Charlie Coffin. Yeah, so yeah, he's the one where he goes to that writing. So yeah, he wrote a book and and uh, you know, in there he would say that that like voice like in his like kind of explaining like story and, and all of that that he said like yeah, voiceovers is a lazy man script writing. Like it should all be visual. Like you should be like that's how it's a visual art form. Um show don't so, tell. Show don't tell. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe the late '80s, early '90s, people got lazy in Hollywood. Um, writers did, or directors did, um, whatever. But it is kind of funny that that like all three of those movies had that in there. And again, to my point, the other point I was making, it seems odd that at the beginning of the '90s there was like this push for Hollywood or westerns again. But uh, but yeah, Tombstone was my favorite movie. Uh, what do you guys' take on it? Like, was it y'all's first time watching it? Or, um... Yeah, definitely first time watching it. Yeah. A little surprised same. whenever I saw Billy Zane just ready for a walk-off, <laughs> man. <laughs> it's a walk-off. Zip it, Zane. Zip it. Was, wasn't he also in, like, Titanic as well? Mm-hmm. Of course he was, dude. I, yeah. I forgot, dude. I'm just, I'm just he trying was also, to remember. He was also in The Wheel of Time, bro. I don't, I've never seen that. Well, we haven't seen The Wheel of Time. This is a movie podcast. Go fuck yourself. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't the actual Wheel of Time. It was like this really weird knockoff thing that they did to retain like fucking movie rights. So they had to oh, like so this, this is... 15 minute thing that they put out. Oh, and, really? Yeah. And it's like, so it's not terrible. the Wheel of Time series on Amazon that you're referring to right now. No, it's not. No. Look at so it. It's a short film. It's fucking weird, dude. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah I'm definitely going to look that up after this. Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Billy fucking Zane. He, what, what, what did old Jason Presley's character from 90210? He was beautiful and, 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 and y'all, how did it go? Like when they found him dead or, oh no, no, that was the theme, the, the female lead. She said he was beautiful and all y'all did was take him out, like, you know, whatever, like y'all laughed at him. And Why did they insert that, like, uh, that, uh, alluding to a homosexual desire from that one character. Was oh, it wasn't an illusion. Friend, it was it wasn't an illusion. It was complete. Like they, they literally were calling him like slur. Not one that's like they were alluding to that he was because uh, I think they call him a ninny or a sissy or whatever. Like yeah. like it, it was known that he was. Oh, you know, it was his I didn't best friend, and all his other friends were his friends too. If you know what I mean all pounding yeah because i think one of them said something like all all you know all they ever do is make fun of you or whatever um they all they all gave turns yeah i think what was a doc one of them said that like he was like i I don't want to speak to you like 
y'all, those men were my friends. And I think like Doc Holliday or, or Wide Herb said something along the lines like, didn't they always just make fun of him for being a sissy or something? But like the term that they were using, ninny, sissy, it was definitely being that like he was homosexual. Like yeah, they all, all the knew cowboys were sure, taking sure, their sure. turns, man. They were but just like, like yeah. what I don't understand is like, how did that, why was that in the story? Like, how did it progress things? I don't know. It really did. I mean, if you're really thinking about it, you know. No, it it, it could have just been maybe the advent of you know what we have nowadays. Which again, you know, I think we've I don't know if we have touched on this a little bit, but the yeah, I think we mentioned it a little bit last week when we were talking about if they try to remake the Terror of Tiny Town. But you know, diversity and inclusion has definitely. I think maybe this was like the beginning of that. Hmm. Yeah. Or like it felt like that's what it was, um, because even lead to Brokeback Mountain, exactly. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that's part of it. But as I, so this is my favorite movie. You know, this is what I was going to say. One of the things as I was watching it yesterday. Now it was one of the movies I had watched during the pandemic. I bought like because I think I had mentioned that last episode. Yeah, you where, thought you were going to die. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, let me watch all the things that I want to take with me one last time into the into the hereafter um but as i was watching it last night after we watched these westerns and i've watched a lot of other westerns um during this time not a lot i've probably watched a six or seven other westerns um since we started this western genre kind of deep dive and i mean it's still a very entertaining movie it's something that's going to always have a place in my heart val kilmer does has a great performance i think that him and wyatt or him and kurt russell do a good job of kind of building that bromance of of uh ethan and martin from the searchers right if you were ever um, my friend leave yes yes exactly. tear slides down his cheek and i'm like uh, okay. i fucking love you guys <laughs> what, what is what else does he say where's he's like what he says to that one guy he's like i don't have many friends yeah. or some shit i was just like yeah, he, oh god he's he's hacking up the 40 percent of lung tissue he had because the doctor said yeah you've lost about 60 percent of your lung tissue He's like hacking it up, and I think it's Creek Johnson asks, "Hell, Doc, what are you doing here? You, you should be laying down and resting or something." He's like, "Wider to my friend," and he goes, "Well, hell, I got a lot of friends." And he goes, "I don't." Yeah, brother. Oh it, God, that that yeah. hurt a lot. That is. Like, yeah. For as much of it is, you know how they did have a love story aspect with the character Josephine. It was really more of a bromance between him and old Doc Holliday. Too true. And, Too true. Um, so yeah, I mean, I again, I've loved this movie. I can, I used to be able to quote it backwards and forward, but as I was watching it yesterday, I'm like, it's definitely not the best western I've seen out of all these westerns, right? Like, it was the most enjoyable of these three. I think, like pacing wise, right. like yeah, it's an it's, entertainment it's, value wise. Yeah, that's exactly what. what I, yeah, that's one thing I realized. I'm like, this is an entertaining, enjoyable movie. Definitely for me, it's a favorite. I've seen many times, but. Why I do I think they like, spent way too much time like building up to where he became a U.S. Marshal. Yeah. Now I told Josh, and he, I said, you, you know, all that. A lot of that is based on reality. The storyline. So there was a shootout at the OK Corral, and it did involve the 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 war, the the, uh, the Earp brothers and Doc Holliday, and it was a it was a because of a rivalry between the Clayton and the Corey gang, the Clorin gangs. Which I think that's when when Doc comes over before they go over and get in that gunfight with the with the cowboys. He he said, "Hey, what's this I'm hearing about 
the Clayton and Corey's are gunning for us. Like that's literally what happened at the OK Corral in Tombstone, which I have been to Tombstone, Arizona. Me and my buddy from high school, if y'all remember Jonathan, we literally detoured on our way to San Diego and we went down to Tombstone, Arizona. And it definitely didn't turn into a San Francisco metropolitan as old Sheriff Behan tried to say it would turn into. Um, but we went to, yeah, we went to a rush, uh, a bar or saloon that was, so the real character, the real person that Doc Holliday dated, they, they called her Ugly Kate was her name. I think she was Hungarian or something like that. Um, but she owned a bar there in Tombstone. Like we went and ate dinner there. And so, you know, I've been down there. I read a book in the, when I was in the military about Doc Holliday. Doc Holliday was actually a dentist. He was a Southern gentleman that was born in Georgia. He was diagnosed with bronchitis. I got bronchitis. I ain't got time for this. Like <laughs> that's what made him leave Georgia. They told him he needed to go to a more drier climate. So he went to Dallas for a time, did some dentistry there, and then he became a gambler, a poker player, and a pharaoh card player. Which if, if that's one of the funny things in the movie. He shits on Wyatt for them acquiring a pharaoh game at that Oriental. But he was actually a big feral card player as well, along with poker. But yeah, he that's how he, he met Wyatt Earp in Dodge City. Like somehow they got bonded. And I, and I looked up some other stuff because in the book, it didn't really go into that. And I'm, again, I'm trying to remember a book I read in 1999, 2000. So it's been a while. But I did look up some other stuff and I want to kind of learn more about that whole thing. But so like, yeah, the story, the movie is based on actually somewhat true events. So, um, but yeah, it's definitely enjoyable and entertaining. And, uh, I mean, I, it'll probably always still be my favorite just because of my history with it. And, but I mean, there's definitely a lot of movies that I have seen that I really enjoyed, uh, since we kind of started doing the Western genre. They had, yeah. They also had, um, Mary Poppins, y'all, that guy in there. Yeah. 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 Oh, Little homeboy and, from Walking Dead. Yeah. I can't believe it. He looks dead so weird and, having curly hair. He looks better with no hair, to be honest. Who was, uh, Angelina Jolie's last husband? Or before Billy Bob Ford, yeah, I, yeah, he, I, I, Billy Bob's I, in it. He's chubby yeah, as fuck. Yeah, yeah dude, and, I rewound it like, and I felt I go, super I triggered watching that scene because like the slaps in proximity <laughs> to the slap heard around the world. I was like, whoa, that you mentioned that. earlier, the Will Smith slap. Yeah, yes, I, I literally, was... I literally told Josh that, and and if I think I might have mentioned the one line that leads up to that right before that, well, doesn't lead up to it, but. Billy Bob's character says it like a little bit before that whole scene. He's like, when he's like, uh, oh, like, how's G.I. Jane too? <laughs> <laughs> no, when he's like telling the guy to get the cigar smoke out of his face, he's like, it's like I'm playing, it's like I'm playing cards with my, my brother's kids and shit. Like, I, I used to always say that line when like people were annoying me. I'm like, it's like I'm playing cards with my goddamn brother's kids and shit. Uh, but yeah, I, I said, Josh, like, dude, do you see, who, do you know who that is? He's like, no, no, like, I rewound it. And he's like, oh, oh, yeah, but yeah, but he's chubbier. Like he, he didn't like. He's like, he looks. Isn't he skinnier? And I'm like, yeah, Billy Bob Thornton. Sling. And then he goes, what movies have, have I seen him in? And I'm like, well, Sling Blade and Bad um, Santa. Bad. Oh, Bad Santa. I didn't say that yesterday. You must have. You found? Did you look him up? Or no, no, no. You I definitely him. remembered him in Bad Santa. We're good. It's like you can you can stay here. Bad we could be like roommates. Bad News Bears. Um, was it pushing ten with him and John Cusack? They were like air traffic controllers. That's when he, I think that's when he met Angelina Jolie. She was in that movie as well. 
Oh man, when Bill Paxton died and he was like, I don't see no light. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, fuck, bro. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Let me ask you the question. Josh was like, I've never seen that. And I and I've seen Tombstone a thousand times, but Bill Paxton does a certain face at one point in there, and it clicks and hits me. I'm like, dude, he's Chet from Weird Science, the older brother. Have you seen Weird Science? Zach? No. You've never seen Weird Science with old uh, Dead Zone himself, the, the newer TV series. Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, he's in it. Yeah, y'all never see. How did no. I? How did I raise you two to not ever raise. see Weird Science? Bro, you left. You me. left. <laughs> oh, now this is both of y'all tagging up. To, okay, I'm sorry, bro. Hey, you left bald, us with mom, dude. Bald eleven, she bald eleven us. head loves you. I see you. Y'all are my brothers. I love you. I see pumpkin pie. Let the record show you. that mom used to whip us for no reason whatsoever. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if we should get into all of that. <laughs> like, uh, viewers, there's a rod on your blinds that's used to open and close it. <laughs> Incidentally, it's also used to beat children. Zach would actually take those all off and hide break them, and them, break them. pieces. <laughs> so she so she wouldn't you know, so she wouldn't use them against us. Oh Bro, my god. Do you know what your dad used to tell me to do? What? And until 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 they stopped whipping me, which was around the age of twelve, but I remember from ten to twelve. And it wouldn't happen every time, but he would be like a couple times he'd say he'd go like outside and he'd grab a twitch off of a tree and he'd bring that in. And like literally I felt like Goodwill hunting and like as I tell the story, but like it would be the twitch from a tree, like a little bush, like the a little switch. switch. Switch, sorry, switch, not twitch. Jesus Christ, I'm drunk. The switch, the rod that you were talking about off the fucking blinds, or the belt. That's what he would lay. And he, I would have to decide which one I wanted to get punished with. So if I was in a fucking mood, I'd be like, give me the fucking switch. Because like that thing, if, if they got the right torque on it, that shit would be snapping on your ass, bro. But if I didn't feel like getting that bad of a beating, I would take the belt. Like the leather belt is the best one out of all three of those. Like, 100%. And, uh, uh, the other one was uh, that was my favorite. I love this one. I mean, it was kind of like a way to be like, oh, I'm going to outlast this fucking beating. And again, to our listeners. I would put so many like boxers and fucking yeah, hands dude, on. Count that one time, dude. <laughs> oh, you would? Oh, that's hilarious. I smartened up. I was like, I can't feel this if I have a lot of layers. <laughs> that's, that's, what's that one meme with the dude that's pointing to his, his fucking head? He's like, like Zach, like Big mom was playing man. checkers and and Zach was playing chess, bro. Like, <laughs> uh, but one time, like a couple of times, your dad would have me like put my hands out with a, and put books in it, and it would go below a certain point, and that's when I would get the the uh, spanking with the belt or whatever. I remember so, him doing that, but he made me also kneel on the vents. Oh, I never know. On the vents. I don't we think I've ever one. been spanked by dad. So, haha. But I, I like that one. I think no, Charles. Just... To our listeners, it's not like we were abused, but it's it was. I mean, yeah, I mean, there was some, there was some. I felt like the book one is it, with the knees on the vent. Yes, viewers are like, oh my god, these poor people. <laughs> what happened? Hey, hey, don't don't blame the people. Blame the system. This was all the fundamentalist Christian upbringing. Blame those people. 
right? Yeah, yeah, um, no. Um, blame our uneducated parents. Like, <laughs> my mom, she did the best that she could. She had a child at 12. So. What the was, fuck? It was 12? 16, 12, but she, 16, that was more than whatever. grandma. I swear right, I yeah. heard a story that grandma got pregnant at 12, but I could be wrong on that. What? Uh, I wouldn't no, be surprised. I, don't, I mean, I don't think that Maybe she got true. married at that age. Maybe. Or great-grandmother did, I think. Mom, mom's mom's mom. Oh shit! She got if if I remember the story correctly, she got kissed. She got caught kissing a boy through the fence, and they were like, uh, "You're getting married, that boy." And and even the boy wasn't that. The the boy was like the the our our great grandfather was only like fifteen. They married him off. You know, it'd be funny if like down the line the stories changed so much it was actually like a glory hole in the fence. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, bro! Telephone, telephone. Oh my god, dude. Do you know, uh, like you, you remember, suck that dick? Do you remember going to what is it, great grandma's funeral? Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, there was like so many millions of people there. I was dude, like, they're yeah, all related to me. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, if I remember the obituary, it said so great grandma had technically fifteen children that she, no fourteen. And each children of them had, had fifteen children. What well, no, no. Well, 14 children that were her own, and then she adopted one that was actually her grandson, but they counted him as the 15. So 15 children. Yeah, I think if I remember correctly, it said that great, that her grandchildren were like, it was plus 100, like 112 or something. Jeez, so if you take 15, like, no, no, it was like 100, 105. So like, yeah, close to like, Basically, something like seven times, like each on average, each child had seven. And that's true because, like, mom was one of nine, technically one of ten, but one one of our uncles had them with like a baby, like two or three months old. So, so yeah, like so yeah, and then and then mom has five. Yeah, but then yeah, so when it jumped into the great grandchildren, bro, that shit was in the four hundreds. Was it really? Yes, because think about it: if she has one hundred and five grandkids. And each yeah, literally four. every yeah. Uh, on average, I think everybody had at least an average of four. I mean, we were five, and yeah, and dude, like things have really slowed down with ours. Like, yeah, at least on our branch, we, like there's only had, one. Well, going back to our fundamentalist Christian upbringing and mom's bad choices as a teenager, which again, she's a teenager. I don't fault for her being stupid. Um, but the her fact stupidity that, like, pulled you from the ether, bro. It did. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I didn't ask to be here. But I'm here, and I'm going to enjoy my time while I'm here. Um, but yeah, I mean, we got the whole, from the religious aspect and also the personal choices aspect, like sex was bad, don't have kids, don't get pregnant, you can't date until you're like, like all of that shit literally created a, a I, I, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a, a An aversion an to ethos, children. An ethos in us that was like, we're not going to get, we're not going to have kids. So we have one niece. And that's it between the five of us. So, and I remember when mom, like, I think, I think our niece was probably like four or five and she was saying something along the lines, like, y'all need to give her cousins. And I'm thinking, well, you probably shouldn't have like tried to strike the fear of uh, a, a, a fictional character in us that said like, like use that to be like, don't ever have sex, don't ever have kids. And uh, Like we all literally were like, okay, we're going to be super safe. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to go home and tell mom, I mean, oh, hey, I for got instance, all three of us are virgins, so <laughs> I hundred percent. Like, 
And if you haven't heard my two brothers talk about manga and Dragon Ball Z, you already know that they're virgins. Super um, weak versions, man. <laughs> and hey, of course, you act they're... like I have a fucking wall scroll of some anime chick on my wall right now. <laughs> As you're looking <laughs> at it right now, probably. Adoringly, adoringly. I will neither confirm nor deny that statement. <laughs> Look, oh, my teen romantic man. comedy snafu is a great show. Okay, Christ, dude. got a problem. Jesus, so sue me for having emotions. Okay, <laughs> sue me for if, if, what? If you were ever my friend, if you ever had an ounce of friend, or what is that? He's like, just, just leave, just leave. That's that to me. Do you know that in that scene? Um, so Val Kilmer, who now is voiceless because he had throat cancer and they operated on it. So he doesn't really speak, but he had a a documentary that came out on Amazon last year, which I highly suggest if you're a Val Kilmer fan, definitely watch it. And even if you're not, it's a very, it's a very good documentary. It's very touching. And, but in that he was saying that when he did that scene, that scene, when he's laying in the bed at the end, he made the crew Fill the bed with ice. So he's literally laying down on like a bunch of ice in that scene. So that way he could like really tap into like the, to make it like how he looked really cold in that scene. He was literally laying on a fucking bed of ice. He was literally like enduring all this shit just so he could like film that scene. Freaking Batman, dude. Golly, man. Fucking Batman, man. But uh, yeah, man, I I love Val Kilmer in that movie. It's great. And, uh, I, I mean, there, I mean, I can tell you so many things. The Zach, you said earlier that the the concrete was my huckleberry, right? Like, you know, that was one of my favorite lines in there. Is like when Johnny Ringo is trying to fucking fight the Earth Brothers because um, he they killed the, his his friends or whatever, uh, and he comes out like, I'll, you know, I'm your huckleberry, huckleberry. I'll play you. For, we'll play for blood. Um, so yeah, apparently. What I read was some of the things yesterday, because again, it's based on true story or true events. Apparently, it was actually Doc Holliday that called him out. Doc Holliday actually tried to fight Johnny Ringo. It wasn't the other way around. Hmm. I mean, they kind of paint it in that way in that scene, but from what I read, it was, was that somebody's stomach? That was my stomach. Wow, dude. That's I, haven't quite eat, I haven't eaten today. Good <laughs> Lord. I was quite loud. So, I've eat, I ate a lot of pizza yesterday, so I'm trying to compensate by not oh, eating okay. as much today. Roger, Roger, Roger. Uh, but yeah, dude. Uh, any anything else, you guys? Tombstone. Um, no, I think that's. It. I how? Let's see about rating. How how would we rate them each? Individually? Okay, okay. I would say, Dances with Wolves, Tombstone, Fistful of Dollars. What about you? Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna go one A one B so I'm gonna say a tie, Dance of Wolves and, and, and Tombstone. Um, now if I and, and I'm saying that from an enjoyment like entertainment and, and enjoyability standpoint, if I had to say like from a move like a movie technicality story like the way it's shot and everything, I'd actually probably go Fistful of Dollars and then Dance of Wolves and then Tombstone. But from an enjoyability, from a favorite, since it is a favorite standpoint, yeah, I would say, obviously, Tombstone is my favorite, but 
after rewatching Dance with the Wolves, I, I would say they're like a one A one B. Dance with the Wolves and Tombstone so, because Dance with the Wolves is is definitely enjoyable. It's got a good pace, and I feel like those moments of uh, vulnerability that's in Tombstone, like when Doc Holliday says, "White Earth's my only friend," and if you ever had any ounce of friendship towards me, you'd leave me now. Like I feel like that's a lot. That's a lot more prevalent in the Dance with the Wolves, like that type of feeling of like connection and friendship and, and community so Fila, that's what philo love brotherly love yeah philadelphia philio philio philia yeah 100 like uh, when we stand in front of that um wall in uh, austin that one time right oh, I put that on good there. times bro good times when we when i was a little bit more um skinny or skinnier than i am now that's crazy, yeah. Skinnier. And I and even then I was like, you fat bastard. So Yeah, you've always just had a thing out for me, bro. Is it bro, is it I just I was, want you to be healthy. I honestly think it was just because I was just a super sexy beast in high school. And uh I was sexy know. too. I mean I'm I, not I saying was fucking you teen wolf, dude. But I was super sexy. That's what I'm saying. I was super y'all were sexy, but I was super sexy. Dude, everybody said that. No, nobody said anything about me, dude. Was... Bro, whatever, bro. When everybody you, said when I was going to go to jail, bro. When you lip synced, <laughs> well, yeah, you did. Um, but hey, that's neither here nor there. Actually, let's, what did I well, say? Well, it is one there. Time? What's that? What did I say? The most light complexed uh, family members of ours have been to jail. Damn, bro. <laughs> well, you got to bring color into it, dude. I'm just saying, bro. White ain't right. That's all I'm trying to say. Shit, that's what I'm trying to say. Hot take. Hot take. Um, so, Josh, what what are your ratings? Uh, let's see. I'd probably say, damn, probably Tombstone, but really close to Dances with Wolves, and then of course, uh, Fistful of Dollars, just because, like what Junior said, uh, the 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 connections and the brotherly love and the friendships. I love that shit, dude. It's good. It's yeah, so dude. Good, uh, yeah, dude. It was the best, man. Um, so what would you say overall? Obviously, after the weenie, weenie, wiener roast we had last week, obviously those movies were definitely way low on our list, but out of the six that we saw for the best and the favorite, what would you say overall was the most entertaining or the most, uh, the thing that you liked the most, or maybe the one that you really got connected to the most. Bro, obviously, bad good, the ugly. bad, and the ugly, man. Exactly. Yeah. That's man. at it the top. So that's tense. like that's S tier right there, dude. That's S tier. <laughs> Everything you know, was so tense at the end. It was just like, yeah. oh my God, like what's but, gonna yeah, happen? Dude, I, yeah, dude. That was, I mean, yeah. I and going back to what I told told Josh when we first. Watched that, you know, a few weeks back when we watched the best movies for the Western. And I'm going to repeat it now. Like, I completely agree. But my biasness, because of the fact that I'm familiar with that type of storytelling, seeing it in that form in a different, in a Western was very new to me, very exciting. Yes. But for me, I think the one that I took the most out of, and it's because I, got consumed with it was the searchers. You went on like a search, watching bro. that and trying to figure out how did this influence so many directors of, of directors that we've definitely had a lot of experience with. 
I, I definitely enjoyed that. I definitely enjoyed that. And then you guys were gracious enough to um, allow us to take a detour in the taxi driver. And I think that's why. I think that's why this, out of these movies, out of those six movies, that was the most enjoyable experience for this genre for me, just because it allowed us to kind of go down a, a de- or take a detour and go down a different rabbit hole with uh, Taxi Driver. So, but yeah, again, the good, bad, and the ugly is probably right underneath that. that that's next, and then and, and discovering Unforgiven, bro. I, I honestly enjoy that movie. It was really good. Um, it was unexpected, and uh, but yeah, I mean, I, that that's definitely that would be the circus first for me, just from like me taking away from something, like getting some a new perspective. Um, even though, like we, you know, when I listen back to that episode, or I think back to that episode, you know, we were very confused. There was a lot of disconnectedness in the storytelling and whatnot. Um, a lot of abusive and 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 what was it? Uh, domestic violence. A lot of different things that were probably not great um, in hindsight. But I think just uh, the experience of it and trying to understand it, like for me was a great part of this uh, how the western was formed genre i don't know about you boys but this has felt like years going through this western genre and, <laughs> oh, yeah, um, i'm i'm kind of hyped to close the door on it like feels good feels good no, it feels was like good. we're moving into a new chapter of our lives almost yeah it has definitely felt like quite a bit of time has been spent on the western and personally, you know, yeah. And personally, I watched other uh, other westerns um, during that time. I, I've watched Sundance, which which casting the Sundance Kid for the first time, which is a great, really good. Uh, you know, the parts that we were talking about Tombstone, the buddy romance thing, like that. That's a definitely a good kind of follow up if you like that part of uh, of the westerns romance. Um, you know, I mentioned the the man who shot Liberty Valance. I really like that movie, High Noon. Stagecoach. So, I, I mean, I watched a lot of other Western movies, so I have enjoyed, like, experiencing them, and there's some more that I would definitely want to look into. Um, what's the what's the director that you referenced for um, Zach that you, I think we're going to watch for fantasy genre? Jorda, Jordakowski or, or something like that? What, what's the oh, director's name? Jordakowski. So he has a Western movie called El Topo that I'm going to try to watch hmm. eventually here. Yeah, I was about to say El Topo Chico Hard Seltzer. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's 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 just El Topo, and it's kind of a high concept Western movie, and uh, it looks really interesting. So, like, that's something I kind of want to kind of get into, and also Dead Man by Jar- Jarmusch. It's got uh, Johnny Depp in it, so like, it, it definitely opened me up to new things. So, I I have. I'm grateful that we went into genre, the Western genre, but to your point, I am kind of also ready to jump into all the, especially as we have finished kind of selecting all the movies that we are going to watch. I'm ready to kind of like start going into those new movies. And um, so I guess that kind of segues into what are we kicking off next, next week? What is the new um, genre that we will be covering uh, next week? That's a good question. I've already forgotten. Is it, is it romance or is it real? Like, it's a thriller. It's it's comedy. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, no, we're, we're gonna be we're gonna be uh, in for a basket of laughs, dude. It's gonna be pretty good. Like somebody picked a basket of oopsie daisies. 
it Road would be called so, what like, is it, the big Lef- lefowski is what yeah the big the big lefowski the big laughowski let's Lef- let's uh laughowski i kind of like big lefowski it just it's lefowski <laughs> okay but we're it was a play on the big lebowski but the big laughowski lebowski yeah yeah so we're gonna be kicking that off next week we with hopefully the- are unless one of us dies again the show must go on yeah, <laughs> the yeah. show must go yeah 100%. and then there were two whoever just maybe y'all can like find a website that can generate my voice and then y'all can just kind of i mean because probability wise i'd probably be the one that would not be here next week i'll just, just start splicing and all the times you're like oh fuck me huh or fuck <laughs> me right yeah junior will take another tumble and that'll be his last Damn, bro, I bro, fell down the it? stairs the other day. Y'all are falling oh, and shit. It's hilarious. Okay. Well, okay. Just wait your turn, okay. bro. <laughs> wait yeah, your turn to fall. Okay, deep. motherfucker. First of all, okay, motherfucker. take your time going places, okay? Did your did your Apple Watch try and call 911 for you when you <laughs> fell, bro? <laughs> Mine did. It was like, I just, sensed, I just sensed the fall. Are you okay? And I was like, but yeah, you have that you have that setting set to that yeah. fucking life alert and shit. <laughs> Pretty good, bro. Like, what if I had actually hurt myself, <laughs> bro? That is awesome, dude. That is but to your point, and based on what I relate relayed earlier, I probably should definitely get that added to um, my settings uh, as I progress through age here, for sure. Um, God damn it, dude. That's fucking hilarious. So, and so, what movies are we going to be kicking it off with next week on the best one? It, it, do we have that? Oh, it, we already watched them, right? The best, yeah. Oh no, we haven't watched yeah. them yet. So yeah, we're going to be watching. I know I recommended Airplane. So Airplane's one of them, and then I think I we decided on Office Space for me, and yours Correct. was what, Josh? It was. Monty Python. Oh yeah, and the Holy, Holy Grail. Grail. Holy Grail, the Holy Grail. Bring forth. So yeah, that's what we'll be watching. <laughs> that's what we'll be watching next week for the best episodes of our new mini series as we transition out of How the Western Was Won. We'll be jumping into the Big Lapowski. Well, it's been it's been real, guys. We'll see you next week, or you'll hear us next week, viewers, if you're listening. Um, if you're not, well, go fuck yourself. Yeah. And if you're watching us, um, you know. If you're watching us, CIA, stop. <laughs> Y'all and, watching uh, us, put, I, put a poll up of who's your favorite one. Everybody's going to vote for Josh. <laughs> 100%. Dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's the most lovable character on this, on this podcast. It's true. I'm I mean, just the asshole. Yeah, I'm just the old man that falls down and is y'all telling you to get off our fall down, down, apparently. Hey, man, yeah. so it's you, hard to stay up, bro. Life just throws a curveball at you, and sometimes you fall down and don't get up. <laughs> sometimes, you th- sometimes you walk up a curb or a step, and you just like gravity. Bro, I don't know <laughs> if you've heard this before, but even the best fall down sometimes. <laughs> what? Wait, what song is that? God damn it. What song is that? Shit. Da, da, da. Da, da. What is it? Damn. Even the best fall down song. Yeah, that one. What is that? Even song? the wrong even... words seem to rhyme. Out of the what? dark, you. I don't remember how the rest of it goes. It's, yeah. What, who, you what's and who I, and 
Who sings that song? Oh, shit. Okay. Right there when I heard that. So also, listeners, if you've been listening um, to the whole podcast and made it through this far, apparently we're a music podcast now because we've been singing and referencing songs. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. We're going to uh, get fucking <laughs> copyright claims on us. We're going to have to cut that. Uh, but it's been good times again, fellas. Slide con Dios. Rapid. Roll, roll credits. <laughs>